Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, one of the best things about having a franchise that runs for about 60 years is that over the years, you start to get some bloody great villains. But for whatever reason, you don't always reuse them. Now, with that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Culture, and here are 10 Doctor Who villains who should return. Number 10, the Sycorax. After waking up from a rather long nap, the 10th Doctor's first adventure saw him successfully defend Earth from a hostile race of aliens called Sycorax. While their skeleton-esque faces made for a terrific bit of creature design, they weren't exactly the most memorable of villains, but all the same, a return for the Sycorax could be most welcome, mainly due to where their story last left off. To recap, the Doctor battles the Sycorax leader in a sword fight, beats him, then absolutely humiliates him by killing him with a precisely thrown Satsuma. The rest of the Sycorax then attempt to leave planet Earth, but Harriet Jones has other ideas. In a cold move, she orders their ship to be destroyed instead. Crucially though, that was just one tribe of Sycorax. There are plenty more of them out there in the universe, as evidenced by their cameos in The End of Time and The Magician's Apprentice, so wouldn't it be fascinating to see them return to Earth in a revenge story, forcing the Doctor to deal with the consequences of Harriet's actions? The 2008 comic book story, The Widow's Curse, even explored a plot like this, with the wives of the dead Sycorax tribe bumping into the Tenth Doctor and Donna. Number 9. The Great Vampires Doctor Who has gone down the bloodsucker route a few times in the past, most recently in 2010's The Vampires of Venice, but arguably, the show's best vampire story is State of Decay, a fourth Doctor serial from 1980. The villain of this story is a trio of vampires called the Three Who Rule. Once humans, they were transformed into creatures of the night by a mythical beast, the King Vampire, who is leader of the Great Vampire species. Bringing back the Great Vampires and the King Vampire would be a good idea for two main reasons. Firstly, we don't get to see much of the King Vampire in State of Decay, a result of Doctor Who's limited budget and primitive effects technology at the time, so he needs a lot more fleshing out. Granted, he did die at the end of that story, but come on, this is Doctor Who. Death doesn't have to mean anything if the writers don't want it to. Now, secondly, a more important reason to bring these vampires back is because they're one of the Time Lord's most ancient enemies. In State of Decay, the Doctor describes a Gallifreyan legend in which the Time Lords fought the great vampires in a devastating war. In the end, the Time Lords won this war by using bowships to pierce the vampires' hearts. There's an interesting story to be told here about the Doctor and the few remaining great vampires, survivors of the centuries-old rivalry between their two races. Number 8. The Zarbi for all its flaws, Season 12's Arachnids in the UK demonstrated that Doctor Who's special effects are now capable of depicting anything in a convincing way. With this in mind, why not go all the way back to the beginning to give one of the show's most lacklustre practical effects a modern redo? 
The Zarbi are essentially giant ants that were first seen in 1965's The Web Planet, a first Doctor serial. They hail from the planet Vortus, which is also home to other species of large insect, and were controlled by a mysterious creature known as the Animus until it was defeated at the end of the story. This means that the Zarbi are now free, which is the perfect reason to go back and revisit them. What happened after the Animus was defeated? Did its power have any lasting effect on the Zarbi? It would be cool to see them grow smarter, which, combined with modern technology, would make for an incredibly chilling episode. Number 7. The Flood and the Vashta Narada We're grouping these two bodies together because they're the easiest, most common answers when asked about returning villains. Indeed, given the massive popularity of the Flood and the Vashta Narada, it's genuinely surprising that neither of them came back after their first outings. Another reason to group them up is that they share a similar theme. They both find horror in taking something ordinary, water or shadows, and giving it a deadly twist. Swarms of Vashtanarada hide in the dark, posing as shadows and stripping the flesh off unsuspecting victims. The flood infects people with just a single drop of water, turning them into creepy zombies whose only mission is to spread the virus even further. They're both borderline unstoppable, truly formidable foes for the Doctor to face. Wouldn't it be an amazing setup for a Doctor Who episode if the Flood infected a water park or if the Vashtanarada infected an abandoned circus? Bringing back two of Modern Who's most iconic villains can hardly be a bad thing. Number 6. The Headless Monks The Headless Monks are badass in so many ways. For one thing, they're literally headless and it's actually a crime punishable by death to lower one of their hoods. They're mysterious and intimidating and nobody wants to mess with them. They can also fire bolts of energy from their hands, useful for attacking targets at a distance. And just for added cool points, they also wield energy swords. We've seen the monks in action just a single time in Series 6's A Good Man Goes to War. Here, they massacred a bunch of friendly Silurians, killed Lorna Bucket, killed Strax, temporarily, and beheaded Dorian Maldivar, proving themselves to be dangerous adversaries. And while they were allied with Madame Kovarian in this story, it's clear that the monks have their own autonomy, so they're definitely free to return as an entity all by themselves. Number 5. The Sea Devils The Sea Devils are one of the most famous monsters from the classic series, but they haven't even returned a single time in Modern Who. It's strange, especially because their land-based cousins, the Silurians, have popped up a few times over the last 16 years, most notably in Season 5's The Hungry Earth Cold Blood. This in mind, it feels like the Sea Devils deserve a similar story. Like the Silurians, the Earth is their home, so they have a rightful claim to the planet that they will undoubtedly want to keep flexing. The last time we saw them was in the fifth Doctor serial, Warriors of the Deep, which is set in 2084, so why not go into the far, far future, perhaps tying in relevant themes from our own current day, like global warming and ocean pollution, to serve as a catalyst for the story? Something like Season 12's Praxius, only, you know, better. Number 4. The Wire the Idiot's Lantern is an episode that does a fantastic job of transporting viewers to a particular place in time. In this case, the streets of Britain in 1953, as the nation gears up to celebrate the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. Aside from that, though, the whole thing's kinda lame. The main reason for that is that the villain of the piece, The Wire, just isn't very good. It tries super duper hard to be intimidating, but it just falls flat on its face. Without a compelling villain, it's basically game over for building an engaging story. On the plus side, there's an opportunity for a redemption arc here. Why not bring the wire back for another round, only this time do it properly? We don't say that for no good reason either. This is a villain that used TV screens to suck the life out of humans, which was difficult in 1953 when screens weren't all that common. But a wire story set in the modern day, that's a totally different picture. 
screens are everywhere nowadays. With all these opportunities at its disposal, the wire would have an inherent power buff and the Doctor would have an absolute nightmare on their hands. A return for the wire could also give the villain some much needed depth, literally. We never saw this creature's true physical form and it's actually rather intriguing to consider what that might look like. Number three, the Alliance. Over the course of the show, we've seen several multi-doctor, multi-companion stories, with the heroes of the Hooniverse teaming up to take down a larger-than-normal threat, but something that we've barely ever seen is a multi-villain story. Sure, the Masters worked with the Daleks, the Cybermen, and his future self before, but that's not what we mean. We mean something similar in scale to the Alliance, the bad guy team consisting of dozens of the Doctor's foes that was last seen in Series 5's The Pandarica Opens. What's notable about the Alliance is that it actually managed to do what very few of these villains have done on their own, defeat the Doctor. Considering this 100% success rate, you'd think that the Doctor's rogues gallery would band together more often, but nope. The Pandarica Opens aired in 2010, and we haven't seen anything like this since. Now, sure, the novelty would wear off quickly if villainous alliances were formed every series, and it wouldn't be practical from a production perspective to do it all the time, but with the 60th anniversary lurking on the horizon, wouldn't it be cool to have a multi-doctor story with an updated version of the Alliance as the villain? Number two, Omega. From the Rani to Barossa to the meddling monk, the classic series had many great Time Lord villains, but in the modern era, the roster has basically been reduced to the master, with a few sprinklings of Rassilon. Truth be told, it would be great to see any of these other Time Lords return, but Omega is the one we want to see the most. Omega is one of the original Time Lords, a co-founder of Time Lords Society. He's a genius, he's ruthless, and the armour he wears in The Three Doctors, his first and most iconic on-screen appearance, is absolutely badass. What's not to love here? What's more, having Omega return would make a lot of sense considering the current direction of the show. He was visible for a few seconds in the season 12 finale, The Timeless Children, so perhaps he has a bigger role to play as the mystery of the Doctor's past continues to unfold. Number one, The Dream Lord. Some of the best Doctor Who stories are the ones where our hero is pitted against a villain of high intellect, someone who can cut them down with words. Think of the ninth Doctor verbally sparring with Margaret Blaine at Boomtown, or the first Doctor discussing the laws of time with the aforementioned meddling monk. For the eleventh Doctor, this happened early in his run, when a few specks of psychic pollen got stuck in the TARDIS's time rotor, inducing a dream state that brought him face to face with a dark version of himself the Dream Lord. While the Dream Lord does give the Doctor some physical challenges to overcome, in one dream it's a broken down TARDIS flying toward a cold star, and in another it's old people. Terrifying. It's the mind games that make him a truly menacing foe. He has all the Doctor's smarts and wit, but instead of helping people, he uses those traits to break people down, taunting them about their insecurities and forcing them to confront their inner truths. A return for the Dream Lord would require another sharp script, allowing a new actor to have fun with the role that Toby Jones played so marvellously the first time around. With the Doctor currently dealing with a dark secret buried in her past, what better villain to bring back and shine a light on all that trauma? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.